All right, cool, then, man. man. Yeah, cool ass. So what uh, I reckon... How, I'd, how am I coming through, man? So you're coming through golden. Uh, it, it's all good. Sounds as good as it did last time. So I reckon I'll just uh, kick off my new intro here and then we'll, yeah. uh, we'll go into it. Okay? One second. Bye. Welcome, brothers and sisters, followers of the light. I am Brother Rafe Houston, and you are listening to Faces and Feels Lightcast. Uh, I am here today with the voice of EPW, Mean Dean Olsen, a.k.a. my friend Adam Parry. Adam, I've gone through a transition since we last met. I uh, went out of the ashes and I saw the light, my friend. I saw the light and it's left me feeling, you know, clearer and and a lot more calm in my day-to-day life. How are you to do, doing today, brother? Oh, mate, I'm very good. And, of course, that's how, that's how they recruit their members, mate. So I'm sure you'll have a uh, crisp white shirt on with your hand in the air before you know it. Mate, I... How do you think I'm sitting around my house just normally now, just <laughs> relaxing on my week off? It's formally, of course. Uh, I was going to say, Out of the Ashes is a really good showing for the children too, so I'm not surprised they made a great impression on you. Yeah, we, we had a great time. I had obviously heard heard rumours, heard rumblings, heard whispers of uh, of their teachings, and then when I uh, saw them live, I've got to tell you, Ch- Chadwick's my dude, man. Like uh, He wrestled twice that night. He absolutely killed it. He came off like an absolute powerhouse. And by the time it was done, me and my friends, we went in like a big group. We were all like, kind of about, about the children. <laughs> we're like just full converts. So I thought it appropriate that I let my allegiances be known straight off the bat for this quick little hype show that we're going to do for the for the next stuff that you guys have got coming down the pike there. Yeah, that's right. It's this upcoming weekend, Reawakening 19. It's a two-night event which is uh, very interesting because once upon a time uh, each year, this is going back some time as well, uh, Evolution, our mid-year show, used to be a two-night event, and it's been, ooh, I couldn't even tell you how many years since we've done a two-nighter. So I'm really excited. Uh, everyone involved is really excited. I hope everyone who enjoys EPW is excited too. We've got two nights of awesome EPW action, and, um, yeah, we're just going to sort of run through it here today and sort of tell you a bit about it and let you all know what's going on and... Uh, I don't know. I'm just really bloody excited. It's a new year, um, which leads to a lot of new opportunities for a lot of wrestlers to grasp and uh, just sink their teeth into it straight off the bat with a reawakening show, which is always the biggest of the year. 
Absolutely, man. Um, I was looking through both those shows. I was just saying to you before before we got cranked up that I'm gutted. I had a previous engagement booked for Saturday, so I won't be at the second show, but I'm just looking at all the ramifications that can spill over from the first night, and it's got me gutted. Though I will throw in a quick plug because uh, I have seen that on the Vimeo at the moment, EPW are running their uh, from the vault section, so their recent shows for free. So if you miss out of the ashes, uh, you can log on to there, you can catch up with it, and then hopefully these two shows will be up there too. So somebody like myself that will miss the second show will be able to catch it up. And I believe a very easy link to that is tiny.cc slash EPW Perth. Look at that. Yeah, Pro as well done, mate. There you go. That is so, great. Uh, also, if just quickly, uh, yeah. with the uh, EPW Vimeo, we've got our From the Vault section as well, which has got over 200 shows of uh, EPW's past events. Uh, you can see any of the reawakenings we've done before, any of the evolutions we've done before, stuff from like years gone by. I mean, we're uh, kicking off the Invitational Tournament throughout reawakening this year, which is uh, always very exciting. So you can see previous Invitational Tournament finals and stuff like that. Anything and everything we've ever done is on our uh, Vimeo from the Vault section, which is very handy. That's it. And it's the longest running, most prestigious tournament in Australia. Am I wrong? You are completely correct, and that's awesome. Because <laughs> uh, I, I say it ad nauseum. It's something that I'm very proud of, and so is uh, EPW in its entirety. That's it. All right, man. Well, well, take us off. There was a uh, – out of the ashes, there was a few kind of big things to come out of it, and they're really spilling directly into this first night, right? Yeah, a, a lot of things are, actually, and uh, it just makes it all that more exciting. We've got kind of – a. I guess Out of the Ashes was a bit of a return to the Gate 1 Theatre at Claremont Showground. So we're back there, and uh, we just want to hit the ground running. Uh, so what's going to happen on Reawakening Night 1? I guess the first thing that we should talk about, which is always exciting to watch, is we've got ourselves a massive battle royal on Night 1, which is for the uh, number one contendership for the EPW Coastal Championship, of course, at Out of the Ashes, the main event was an EPW Coastal title matchup between the current champion, Davis Storm, and Gavin McGavin. So we've got a whole bunch of wrestlers that are going to get into a battle royal. And I don't know about yourself, Ray, but I, battle royals are going to be some of the most fun things you can see in wrestling, right? Literally, like, my favorite thing. I've talked about on the podcast before how me and my friends often have rumble nights, which literally or a drinking game based around, you know, rumbles and battle royals. Yeah. You've got your guys, and then when they uh, are eliminated or whatever you have to drink, when they uh, enter, when they do a finishing move, these kind of things. So anytime I see this kind of stuff, I absolutely love it. What is the format for this one? Is it like an entry every, you know, 30 seconds or something? Or does everybody okay. start in the ring? No, no, it's, it's battle royal started, so uh, everyone starts in the ring. Okay. And uh, we got some, we got a lot of talent in this one. Uh, we've got like Aaron Hawke from Plague, of course. Uh, Plague lost the tag team championship to the task force at Out of the Ashes. So Aaron Hawke is going to be one pissed off individual. And given the fact that he's normally really pissed off, this is going to be, uh, I think, another level for him. We've got the likes of Bruno Nitro. Um, James Draker, who that name might sound unfamiliar to many, but that is Gorgeous Gary, who, uh, well... He had a uh, turn of events at Out of the Ashes. He was being a bit him. of a dick at uh, Out of the Ashes, if I'm honest. Well, <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice way to put it. But, yeah, he's, he's going to be in this rumble. El Toro Blanco. We've got Jordan Bishop in there. Ryan Allen. Uh, a newcomer by the name of Kaz Jordan, who I don't know too much about, which is very exciting. Always love seeing new talent on shows. And the fact that the rest of the people may not be uh, privy to what he's capable of could 
bode very well for him. Uh, Jesse Lambert's in there. He's always good fun, as silly as he may be. And, of course, Gavin McGavin's in there too, who uh, unfortunately fell short at his shot at the Coastal Championship but could get himself another shot at it should he win this Battle Royal. But the cool thing about it is whoever wins this Battle Royal gets their shot at the Coastal Championship later on that same night. So the, so same, so be... the same day. So it yeah. kicks off with this, and then that night they can immediately yep. cash in, basically. So people got to be smart about how they go about it. You know what I mean? Like, you, I don't know. You know how sometimes you see people in Battle Royals lay low and try and do as little as possible? Probably the smartest move mm-hmm. if, uh, if you've got to wrestle later on in the night against someone the likes of David Storm, who's uh, tough to beat on any night. So Absolutely. I'm really excited about that one. I can't wait to see how that plays yeah. out. So, so you're saying if it, if it went the right way, we could potentially have uh, Gavin McGavin, David Storm rematch as quickly as Friday night. Very much so, my man. And to be fair, out of everyone, I mean, there's a lot of people in this matchup who are very bloody good at what they mm-hmm. do. But um, the fact that it's a battle royal, you know, over the top rope, all that, anything can happen. These things are incredibly unpredictable. Absolutely. But I mean, McGavin's got to be one of the favorites without a doubt. I you mean, have, he's, uh, I mean, we, we all know his track record. You, yeah. you can't, can't ever rule him out of anything. And, and uh, the fact that he can maneuver himself so very well, and he's an incredibly smart wrestler. Definitely uh, play, play to his uh, to his specialty. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're talking about like a, a field of guys like as widely spread and diverse as the EPW roster, you're going to be like it, it could go anybody's way. Best man on the night. Like, I, did you say El Toro Blanco, the 13th most yeah. popular wrestler from Guadalajara, is is in there? He is indeed. Holy, no doubt about it. I so. was very impressed by him. He obviously ran into a bit of a Mack truck. Uh, with ah, yeah. Joel Hagen that that night, but he impressed me nonetheless in in his short showing. So I'm sure he'll have That's something right. to show. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Joel Hagen when we hit night two. But um, some of the other goodness in night one, we did touch it touch on it briefly. The EPW Invitational Tournament is back. I'm excited. Uh, it's a it's a tournament that's going to run uh throughout the uh throughout the year. And um, our night one sees a semi-final matchup between Kyle Steria and Zenith. Of course, Zenith came out and announced his entrance into the Invitational Tournament at Out of the Ashes. Uh, Zenith has got himself in tremendous shape and has been very good in our smaller showcases that we've been doing down at the uh, EPW School of Pro Wrestling, obviously in the, um, I guess, the downtime of 2020. Uh, so he's going to be looking sharp and ready to go, but... He has got one hell of a task against him when he's up against Kyle Steria, former EPW champion, former tag team champion, and one hell of a powerhouse as well. So I'm super keen for this one. Absolutely. They've got to be two of the the most in-shape guys on the EPW roster. I know Zenith is on my Instagram feed, and I'm seeing him rolling around rings in 42-degree heat and stuff like that, and I'm going, this guy's crazy getting out there and yeah. doing that. So And, and Kyle uh, and... Kysteria is like a huge mountain of a person. <laughs> so. He is. And I think one thing people often forget about Kyle Steria is not only is he just built like an absolute tank, but the guy can move very quickly and he's incredibly agile mm. for someone as, uh, as big and, and strong as he is. And that's the thing that's going to be great about this matchup is that Zenith's like lightning. This guy moves as, as quick as anybody I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. He's uh, very unpredictable, uh, loves to move things in a fast-paced manner and lots of high-flying stuff like that, whereas Carl Steria is much of a similar vein, except he's like a heavyweight. He's got brute strength and uh, can do so many different things. So 
this is all the recipes for a uh, tremendous matchup, and I'm super keen to see who's going to make it onto the next round of the tournament. Yeah, that's a show stealer for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, what else we got? We've got ourselves a singles matchup with the uh, female wrestlers in Explosive Pro Wrestling, something else that was set up at uh, Out of the Ashes back in December. We've got Katie Johns up against Edith Knight. Uh, were you there for uh, going for broke back in March last year? Um, I'm trying to remember which one was going for broke. I think I was, actually, because that was one of the last shows before it kind of all shut down and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it really was. It was yeah. about a week, a week or so I th- I think <laughs> before I was, everything man. went. I think I was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, well, this was uh, the, the first meeting between Casey Johnson and Edith Knight was at Going for Broke. And they put on a just a stellar, stellar matchup between the two. And, of course, at Out of the Ashes, we had Edith Knight who wanted a bit of mic time, wanted to say a piece. You know, it's almost like a, you know, a welcome back to EPW. And Casey Johnson's having none of it. Just got right in her face and just started punching on. So yeah. there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of bad blood still between these two women who are fierce competitors inside the squared circle. I'm, I'm super pumped for this one. Uh, Casey Johns, of course, uh, moved to WA from South Australia. She's forged quite a career for herself. Is Knight's a bit of a newcomer, but she certainly didn't back down from Casey in their first matchup. And Casey did get the win, but it was a hard-fought contest, and I'm really interested to see how this one goes. Of course, uh, both competitors have been training hard, as I keep saying, and I hate that we have to keep pointing out the uh, downtime of uh, 2020 and what it is, but can't be helped. Um, I'm interested to see how much Edith Knight has learnt since their first match and also more so uh, how Casey Johns is going to come back at Edith Knight, uh, I guess, after what was a victory for her back at going for broke. Yeah, like, is she going to take her lighter than she should? Does she consider that she's already uh, beat her once? Then she she came in and threw her around a bit at the uh, last show, and so is she now considering her a little bit beneath her, you know? So it'd be interesting yeah. to see how, I, much, how much work Ethan uh, Hyde has put in. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if Casey Johns actually knows how to take it back a gear. She's so bloody intense. <laughs> She's a very intimidating <laughs> individual. It's what you want, right? It's what exactly. you want in your pro wrestling. Um, to shuffle along, uh, next up we'll take a look at night one, which is the EPW Tag Team Championship matchup. Let's go. Interesting thing being is that the Tag Team Championships are going to be defended on both nights. And uh, it's good that we're going to talk about night one right now because, uh, of course, we're talking about your mates. Uh, the children, yes, we are. Chadwick Jackson and Stella Nick, they are going to have themselves a Tag Team title matchup up against the new Tag Team Champions of the Task Force, Taylor King and Jack Edwards. They had uh, just... Oh, I mean... You'd have to call it a feel-good moment for 2020, no doubt, when they got the victory at the start of Out of the Ashes, right? You were there. What yeah, did you it, think? Was, it, was a, it was a great match. Uh, we really enjoyed it. It set the stage for the night, and it felt really good, and I hope they've really enjoyed holding those belts like uh, for this brief time before they uh, lose it to the light. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I love this. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, just th- I just think, you know, they've done a really good job. They obviously carry themselves really well as the task force, but I just think the EPW Tag Team Championships just really need to be held in the highest regard and really need to be shared with as many people as possible. And through the, the teachings of the children, I really think that's the way that, that it should go. Fantastic. I mean, Taylor King's been in EPW for for a lot of years now. Uh, Jack Edwards as well. He's uh, he, he's no no longer the rookie that he once was. 
But um, these guys put in a lot of hard yards to get where they are, and they sure as hell aren't going to go down without a fight. And if anything, I think that they not only understand the battle that awaits them at night one and possibly two of Reawakening 19, it's the fact that they cherish the chance to become the fighting champions that they now can be. I mean, Plague uh, held onto those titles very strongly for, uh, for over 12 months, and I think Task Force are ready for their time to shine. Whereas the children, like you said, at Out of the Ashes, it was a tour de force for the children. Chadwick Jackson not only wrestled twice, but back-to-back victories in both matchups. Stella Nix is uh, just getting more and more, I would like to say impressive, but dare I say creepier and unpredictable each time I see her in a matchup. And I see them wrestle quite often. Um, the story of Chadwick Jackson, I was, uh, I was talking to someone the other day. He impresses me more and more with each match that I see. He's, whilst he's short in stature, he's also uh, equally as thick and as strong. He is and some, explosive is what impressed yes, me as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So uh, whilst uh, the task force are going to be ready to uh, defend their titles, it is not going to be an easy night at the office. They can't get uh, too concerned with what lays ahead on night two, or it could cost them their, their, uh, their tag team gold they newly won because, the children have really stepped up in a major way, and I'm not surprised that uh, someone like yourself was so uh, so swept up in the light because uh, they've been so bloody impressive as of late. Man, but, who um, just turns yeah. around and like wins a tag team match and then comes back in and wins a singles match like in one night? That's a very impressive showing. Uh, oh, it and, sure is, and just like. Powers through, clean as a whistle. Like, yeah, very impressed. So I look forward yeah, and, and to, it, to their inevitable victory and then just straight <coughs> on to wh- whoever they're – who are they versing the next night? Because I'm sure it will be much the same. Well, it's interesting that we should put, make this point because I was just about to say, I mean, the children defeated Gorgeous Gary and Ryan Allen, which led to uh, Gorgeous Gary's not only meltdown, but his metamorphosis into James Draker. But the match that was the singles contest was Chadwick Jackson who beat Dan Moore. The matchup for night two, whoever wins this tag team title matchup, goes on to face the team of Bobby Marshall and Dan Moore. So it's an interesting setup. So let's just say if Chadwick Jackson and Stella Nix get the win on night one and they face uh, Bobby Marshall and Dan Moore on night two, Chadwick's going to go in there with a head of steam getting a win over Dan Moore. But uh, I tell you what, Dan Moore in tag team wrestling is, uh, he, he, he's got some tremendous history in the tag team division in EPW, and so does Bobby Marshall. So these two together are going to be ready to cause a ruckus, and uh, I'm keen to see how that plays out either way. Even if the task force get the win and go on to Bob and Dan, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bobby Marshall and a huge fan of Dan Moore. I just think whichever way the uh, the the championships themselves go on night one. Night two is just going to be an absolute all-out brawl because uh, Bobby loves to beat the shit out of people, and I'm sure Dan's ready to get some tag team gold back around his waist as well. Look, look, I, I'm I'm very impressed with with uh, Mr. Marshall, and I can I can understand like why he'd be you know next in line. I'm just just wondering why. The EPW officials seem to reward people that have uh, taken a singles loss with a tag team championship match. It kind of feels like the odds are being stacked against uh, the light there. I'm not really sure what's going on. It doesn't seem fair. It does. I feel like Dan Moore should be knocked out. Bobby should find himself another partner. On to the next one. Maybe even a buy. Maybe even a buy on the second night is what I'm saying. 
trust a follower of the light to get deep into a conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm just calling it like I see it. It just seems very coincident. Like, I, I believe wrestling should be merit-based and that if you well, have, have look, taken if a it's loss... Not- <laughs> If it's not going to be Dan and Bob, it'll probably be Bob and Jesse Lambert. And I don't think that bodes well for Jesse Lambert's uh, health and well-being. Um, but to uh, quickly move on, we'll like, okay. of course have our... <laughs> All right, we, we, we'll get into this off, offline. Let's keep yes, on moving yes, yes. here. Also, also, we can talk more about uh, about the followers of the light when we get to night two. Uh, night one's also going to see, of course, the, the Coastal Championship matchup. It's Davis Storm up against whoever may win the Rumble. We can't spend too much time on that one because we have no idea who the opponent's going to be. Uh, also, Mikey Nichols is going to have himself an interview with Eric Mack on night one. Uh, of course, they'll be talking about the night two main event. We uh, won't get too deep about that because uh, that, that's all on uh, Eric and, and Mikey for night one. But it's going to be great to see Mikey Nichols back in EPW. Absolutely. Uh, the, main, the main event for night one is an awesome tag team contest where we have on one side the EPW number one contender for the EPW championship, the Don Michael Morleone, teaming up with Julian Ward up against Untouchables, which is Damien Slater and Marcus Pitt, of course, accompanied by Amber. Um, I recently had a sit-down interview with the Untouchables. I saw it. And, ooh, things are not looking good in uh, the camp of the Untouchables at the moment. It was uh, it was very awkward to be around, Rafe. I can tell you right now, I... Uh, I uh, would have loved to have uh, slithered away it, and it not was, been a part uh, of that. It was very awkward for you, and with your permission, if you if you like, I'll go ahead and drop that interview in now. Dean Olsen here, and I'm joined by the Untouchables. Of course, we have Marcus Pitt, Damien Slater, and of course, Amber. Now, to kick things off, I guess we need to address the elephant in the room. I mean... You guys have been a little bit out of form. 2020 wasn't good for anybody, but the Untouchables were particularly, I guess, just a little behind for 2020. I just want to get your thoughts on that uh, before we move on to Really, awesome. We're going to go here already. We're going to feed this little agenda that everything in Camp Untouchable is about to come crashing down. I mean, I just... If we were anyone else, if there was anyone else sitting in front of you, it would just be another day. But because it's Marcus Pitt, Damien Slater and Amber, a couple of little losses, a couple of little mistakes, suddenly the world's crashing down, right? Camp Untouchable. There's turmoil. That's, that's what's going on, right? All you have to know is that we're good. We're good. I mean, you say that, but going for broke, Amber was on the receiving end of Davis Storm's knee. I mean, come on. You don't need to worry about Amber. You worry about us, and we are fine. The Untouchables are completely fine. Yeah, we're fine. <sighs> yeah, righto, mate. Here don't, we go. Here we go. Sorry? Is there something you want to say? Yeah, yeah, there is, actually. No. You know your role in all this. You're my manager. Yeah, your manager, mate, not your human goddamn not shield. Reawakening's coming up, right? Big... Massive event, biggest event on the calendar year. There's a huge main event. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, Olsen, but hey, do your job. Next question. That's right, Reawakening 19. It is a two-night event, and the main event for night number one, it is the Untouchables, up against the tag team of Julian Ward, who himself used to be an Untouchable member. He was never an Untouchable. Oh, be that as it may, uh, Julian Ward and the Don Michael Morleone, who in the past 12 months has pinfall victories over both of you. 
I mean, it was quite recent. Yeah, no, let's talk about the Don. Let's talk about the Don. How about we talk about the fact that I tried to contact you for weeks and weeks and weeks. You're a child. Phone calls, text messages. She goes to mall. And then out of the blue, out of the blue, on the morning out of the ashes, I get a phone call. A phone call. No, sorry, not even a phone call. A text message from Amber saying, oh, hey, Marcus, uh, yeah, about tonight's show, not coming. Are you f kidding me? Excuse me? Yeah, that's your f***ing job you to be there. No, no, no. How about you shut up right now? Do you know who I am? Keep your mouth shut. Enough! Are you happy? Are you, are you happy with this? Next question, come on. Okay, so the main event of night one of Reawakening Night could have massive ramifications for the future. I mean, we could be looking at tag team championship matchups. I mean, yourself, Marcus Pitt, you could be uh, having another chance to regain the Coastal Championship, or both of you could have a shot at the EPW Championship, which you both held in the past. Uh, are you guys thinking of anything beyond Reawakening? What's the future looking like for the Untouchables? I don't know. I don't know. Is that a good enough answer for you? I mean, the I, only thing I'm worried about is reawakening the Untouchables versus Julian Ward and the Don. That's it. You happy with that? You happy with this little situation? You know what? I'm done with you. I'm done with this. I didn't say that. Look what you did. Of, of all people, of all people to piss him off. To piss him off. See? That's what happens when you don't keep your stupid mouth shut. F***ing asshole. <sighs> Let's just leave it at that guy. We, we can't use this. But yes, very awkward indeed. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. So as I asked them, uh, 2020 wasn't the uh, storybook year for the Untouchables. And it seems like 2020 is off to a bit of a bumpy start. But hey... These guys know what they're doing. Dare I say you'd be hard-pressed to find a better tag team in the entire country of Australia than the Untouchables. Marcus Pitt and Damien Slater are two of the best singles wrestling wrestlers this country has, let alone, let alone when they're together. And the fact they're up against the Don and Julian Ward. I mean, Julian Ward, I did say, was a former member of the Untouchables, although Damien Slater quickly shut that down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Don Michael Morleone, um, I mean, he's, he's very well versed in tag team wrestling, incredible in singles competition. I am so pumped for this matchup for Sad. the night one main event. I'm, I'm a huge fan of tag team wrestling in general. Um, but this one just has so many combustible elements. I mean, the fact that the untouchables seem to be, you know, uh, walking on a, on a tightrope, it seems amongst each other. I mean, who knows what the hell is going to happen, but it could be a chance for them to gather themselves together sort of, you know, nut out their problems before the bell rings and uh, get themselves back on the uh, the winning column and kick off their 2021 in an untouchable fashion, if you will. Absolutely. that That's going to yeah. be going to be the match of the night for me. Um, very excited yeah, yeah. to see how it plans out. And though all those combustible elements in one space, let alone when those uh, elements are in the same team, uh, yeah. <laughs> are going to lead to a pretty explosive end to the night. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Julian Ward is just an incredible talent. I mean, the fact that we are, it's, 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 a, it's a double-edged blade. Like, we, we nearly, uh, he, he went to Canada. Um, Trained with last Lance Storm, year. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, well, he went, he went to Canada last year to uh, basically, you know, uh, continue sort of broadening his career. Uh, he was obviously back in Australia due to 
um, the unfortunate uh, COVID situation. So whilst we've got Julian Ward back in Australia and back here in EPW, um, I'm, I'm just, just thrilled to see him in action because he is just an absolute weapon and such a hell of a talent. So there's, there's so much goodness in this main event of night one. We can talk more about the Don as we move on to night number two. Uh, which we can might as well do right now. Um, mm-hmm. Got the tag team title matchup. We touched on that previously. Yeah, um, here's something. Into that. Sorry, <laughs> I said we don't need to go back into that. You go, you've oh, got my exactly. opinion on it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's more more of a chance for you to uh, grandstand on your uh, lads because <laughs> night two also sees uh, a second semi final of the Invitational tournament. It is Del Cano who had himself a great win over the the British Jared, Jared Slate at Out of the Ashes. Mm-hmm. He's going to be up against Father Jacob, Tyler Jacob, the, uh, well, the father of the light, the leader of the children the and all the chaser. followers. The light chaser, yeah. We uh, haven't seen Tyler Jacobs in action for a while now and uh, super pumped for this one. Um, I, I, I obviously, I've known Tyler Jacobs for, for many, 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 many years now. Of course, he's an EPW original from from the get go, um, and the thing I often say is he's a he's a jack of all trades and a master of them all. There's nothing this man can't do, and there's uh, not much he hasn't done either. Um, invitational tournament, and the fact that Del Cano is got himself at a career peak right now. I mean, this is an important matchup for Del Cano um, going forward. He announced that he was entering the invitational tournament at Out of the Ashes, and the fact is. If he wants to continue in this tournament, he has such a difficult task of defeating someone the likes of Tyler Jacobs, who on any given night, I think, can defeat anyone. Yeah, I don't see that going well for him. Uh, I I don't believe that he has the uh, purity of heart and soul to pass through the light. So there is literally no chance that's happening. So we can move straight on to the next one. That's a wash. <laughs> one, one thing I will say is that there's a good, you know, one thing is if we are seeing Tyler Jacobs, there's bound to be some of his followers and children that may be accompanying him to a ring, which is going to make the battle that much harder for Del Cano. Mm-hmm. And uh, Del Cano is a master of defying all the odds. And uh, he's going to need uh, every little bit of, uh, of his intestinal fortitude and his uh, being that we've seen in the past when he does defy those odds to get past uh, Tyler Jacobs onto the next round of the Invitational Tournament. I'm so pumped the Invitational Tournament's back because, of course, we are, unfortunately didn't get to run with it in uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the other matchup we need to talk about for night two, it's the big one, Rafe. It is the EPW Championship back on the line. Let's go. Mikey Nichols, Mikey Nichols back inside an EPW ring defending his EPW Championship up against the man that he won it from, the Don Michael Morleone. Uh, this was the main event of Reawakening 18. It's now the main event of Reawakening 19. Night two, where these two go at it once again. And based upon how good their match was at the previous Reawakening in uh, 2019, I just cannot wait for this matchup. Um, it's almost like we get to celebrate EPW for two nights. And this is the main event of the main event. You know what I mean? It's uh, Absolutely. I, look. It's 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 something. It's always an occasion when Mikey Nichols is in explosive pro wrestling. For anybody he that's is. not familiar with him, this is Mikey Nichols, uh, former NXT, uh, former Noah, uh, current New Japan Pro Wrestling Chaos uh, member. Like he is the best of the best, and the fact that he represents Perth Wrestling like he does is amazing. 
that's right. I mean, we could do an entire podcast alone just talking up the uh, the the history, the attributes, and why Mikey Nichols is so damn good. Um, but he's up against the Don Michael Morleone. Now, he got the better of the Don at reawakening back in uh, 2019, which is quite a while ago. Yeah. Of course, we've, uh, you know, a lot has gone down between then and now. And if anything, whilst Mikey Nichols has continued to play his trade and be as good as he is, I think that this has just eaten away at the Don. And I think he's going to be chomping at the bit, so to speak, to get himself a shot to regain what was his championship, and also, I guess, time to sharpen his tools to get himself better prepared, learning from what cost him his title back at the previous reawakening. That's it. Study that footage. Watch the match. Yeah. Look at it back. Start putting in that work and really tailoring his offense towards Mikey Nichols. And the other thing is when Mikey Nichols does wrestle elsewhere, be it his time in NXT or even New Japan or whatever, that gives him more of a chance to see how other opponents have fared against Mikey Nichols and maybe gotten the better of him because it's a very hard task to try and uh, keep Mikey Nichols' shoulders down for a simple three seconds. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if anything, yeah. you could, when you're looking at it that way, you could almost say Mikey Nichols being the more documented of the wrestlers can find yeah. himself at a slight disadvantage because there's a lot more more footage, a lot more evidence, a lot more, uh, you know, uh, I'm completely mind blanking on words at the moment, but you're getting worse. <laughs> yeah, I, no, yeah, yeah, I exactly. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fact of uh, basically getting your theory down as best possible to yeah. go in there and hope that it can go into practice. Because a lot of times you can have your theory, but when it comes to applying that theory, it ain't that easy because Mikey Nichols is just that good at what he does. That is why he's the EPW champion. And that is why this main event is going to be absolutely superb. And I hope everyone can make it down to either night one or night two. Uh, if I may, super quick, Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, Reawakening is one of those things where it is a, a big event. And, of course, every company has their big show of the year. Uh, EPW really tries to uh, set it um, apart from other shows and really bring that big fight feel. And I think we've put together not only a big fight feel, but several of them in this two-night card. It's uh, not only uh, a massive, uh, awesome event for fans to see as well. It is a celebration of all things explosive pro wrestling. And uh, we love that people can now, I guess now more than the previous sort of, uh, you know, year, uh, can come out and join in that celebration and join us along for the ride. It's, uh, it's an exciting time. And uh, we're just as excited as each and every one of you listening are about this event. Absolutely. I, every time I go, it's the best night of the weekend. We have so much fun doing it. So please, everybody, make sure that you get down if you can. Uh, you can go to epwperth.com uh, to their events tab and check out tickets and stuff. Uh, there's discounted ticket uh, deals going on where you can get an extra $5 back per ticket. And there is still time you have until this coming weekend. So the first night will be Friday the 22nd and the second night will be Saturday the 23rd. That's right. And of course, always uh, pay close attention to the uh, EPW socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We've got a great YouTube channel where you can see matches in full and uh, different interviews and promos from many of the wrestlers. It's always worth giving a subscribe to that. EPWPerth.com is our website. And if you want to look at uh, actual full shows that we do have, there is the EMEO. Uh, sorry, EMEO. Uh, EMEO. <laughs> the, the EPW Vimeo channel. 
with our From the Vault section, see where all our past events, or even like I said the last time I was uh, lucky enough to join you on this podcast, right? Head to waprowrestling.weebly.com, and there is just an absolute uh, oracle of information there if you ever wanted to uh, take a look back, see profiles on wrestlers, and literal results from every show from back at our very first event if you want to just study up on any of your EPW goodness. Either way, Ray, I am so damn excited, as you can tell, for this weekend's reawakening. It's uh, an exciting time, and let's start 2021 off in the best possible way. Absolutely. Uh, Mean Dean, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, And everybody, remember, get out now, get those tickets, because it won't last long. They're still doing all the correct social distancing things, so tickets are are a bit more limited than they would be normally. So pick them up now, and if you have to miss it, make sure you check out that Vimeo ASAP. Thanks, buddy. Without a doubt. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's an absolute pleasure, and I I love catching up with you and having a chat. Every time, man. Thank you so much. And until then, everybody, thanks for listening to Faces and Feels. You can check us out at Faces and Feels on Instagram, at Faces and Feels on Twitter. Uh, Send us an email, facesandfeels at gmail.com. And remember, uh, follow the light, and it's about peace, love, and pro (laughs) wrestling. Peace out. (laughs) 